My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brains flooding off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about the series Ecstatics for maybe not the last time, but it's definitely the last issue. Um, the the very last, the finale, if you will. Um, of the first run. Of the first like run. They, you know, yeah. They're talking about bringing it back. Um, but at the very least the first run we haven't read any of that uh i know some people have asked if we're going to read the wolverine and dupe special uh i will probably mm-hmm. read that i don't think we're going to do an episode on it gary has told me that it's bad i'm still kind of curious about it but not curious enough to spend a bunch of time talking about something that's just would take me like 15 minutes to read and then be out of my mind forever so it's really weird mm-hmm. it's a weird fucking comic um if we were going to revisit this series i would rather revisit the dead girl yeah uh miniseries but we we're going to take a break we are you know um nice to have some variety we're going to do a feedback episode so if you have thoughts and questions or concerns about our ecstatics coverage get those into days of slash contact or you can dm us on twitter at jg greer or at dofc podcast um either one of those is is, is fine like and we've already got some letters so yeah. thank you for writing in um and then we're going to be taking kind of a tour through some x-men number one issues which we're very excited about because it's always weird to kind of jump around in history and be able to compare and contrast some of this stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be our next batch of episodes. And then with that, we will probably have finally decided what our next long series coverage is going to be. And we'll, we'll let you guys know ahead of time. Yeah. We're short series. We might do like a, a mini series nope. or something. I've like already that. said long on the we, podcast. Can't nope. change it. Yep. Well, uh, that, after this, we're going to be covering uncanny X-Men <laughs> uh, up through <laughs> issue 646. We're going to do the 80s. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so this is the, uh, issue 26 of Exatics. uh, the cover, you know, we got Guy Smith with a huge smoking hole in his chest and, uh, it says the downbeat yet strangely fascinating or strangely moving final issue. Um, I have a story about this issue. Okay. Lay it on me. Um, I was collecting this comic, uh, and then my band went on tour, uh, and we went to the, uh, the East coast and, uh, we came back to one of my friend's hometown on our way back. Uh, there, we were playing a show that night. It was like the penultimate night of the tour and we were in a comic store and, uh, I did not have a pull box for this comic. I was just picking it up when I came in. So I came into the comic store. I was like, Hey, do, the last issue of ecstatics is out. Is that around? You know, cause I wanted to read it. And the, uh, the comic book shop guy is like, Oh, you know, I mean, we, we sold out of that. And then, uh, like a weird old guy behind me puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, you can give him the one out of my box. Self-indulgent crap. <laughs> <laughs> so yay okay cool like that's weird do you think he bought the first 25 that i mean that's the thing right i suppose like uh, or maybe uh, he just hadn't weird. like every time he just kept forgetting to t- take it out of his pull box but not buying it like <laughs> yeah it was it was the it was also happened to like a uh, my friend andy who was with me um had loaned me like very early on the first trade paperback of the walking dead mm-hmm. 
And then he had seen a thing that said The Walking Dead number one was worth a lot of money. And he thought it meant the first trade, not the first issue. Ah. So I remember him at the, the other thing he was like trying to talk to me about, like finding out where that that was so he could I'd give it back to him and he could sell it. And he had to talk to the guy and like learn that. So it was a really weirdly momentous comic shop trip in the middle of that. It's <laughs> a lot tour. going on, man. It's a, it's a yeah, lot. Uh-huh. A lot going on. But you know, the weird it is when you get touched in public, you know, you know, it's like straight up hand on my shoulder. Like, you know, it's going to be Pete Milligan. Like when I turn around or something like that. <laughs> That's not <laughs> like nowadays. I think that would weird me out a whole lot. Like just, just because of mm-hmm. COVID or whatever. Um, like it just, it skews me out to be near anybody nowadays. Like I'm probably going to have to like rehabilitate myself to be able to go into a bar or go to like Mardi Gras or whatever. Um, but um, like before that, like, I, th- I think the Southerners by just their nature are a little bit more um, like touchy feely. So like a lot of arm pats or like shoulder jabs or whatever, like that's kind of natural, even with strangers. <laughs> like sometimes I don't know, like yeah, I, it, it, would, it, it would not surprise me to get my arm touched, like in the, in a going to a comic book shop, I guess is what I'm saying, which is not a weird flex. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's open season on touching Jeremy Greer. <laughs> So that's, we uh, do do in person duck fest again. This everybody gets a touch. No, we're, we're gonna do a thing where everybody in the auditorium is touching one part of you. Do not like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to hear me just go off like the operation board game. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy like. Um, yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Sure. Let's get into the sad uh, final issue. Um. So we start um, in the middle of a fight. Um, and we're going to yep. be kind of bouncing back and forth between uh, two timelines. So the current one where they're in the middle of this fight, which is a lot harder than they anticipated. And then uh, a little bit in the past where they were kind of leading up to making the decision to come to this fight as like one final thing, right? Get the gang back together, get back together for one last caper. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just got a text from Autumn start- when I made that noise about the operation game, both of the dogs looked up cause yeah. that's the, that's the noise I make when the dogs are doing <laughs> something bad and like, You've seen my house. I'm like three rooms away. Like, what are you doing, dogs? Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> They're super hearing. Yeah. Um, the uh, it starts off with with dead girl in trouble. Like Venus de Milo holding her, saying, "Dead girl, I think she's dead." Um, Vivisector makes a crack. He's like, "No, no, I mean actually dead. Like she's disintegrating." Yeah. Um, it looks like the uh, the the Maitlands and Beetlejuice as they're getting mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff when Beetlejuice summons them um and basically the idea is like things are really bad they're in a mansion and they're just getting their asses absolutely kicked yeah um and it, it cuts to this uh you know this thing they're like oh it, should, it was supposed to be a, a walk in the park anarcha says where have i heard that before if anybody has a weak constitution you know look the other way he opens up a window to see that there are huge attack helicopters um about to shoot them and we get the uh, issue title which is are you ready and like right before this, uh, Venus de Milo says out loud how scared she is about all of this. And we get some yeah, yeah. dialogue from Mr. Sensitive of like, that's something that we don't tell you that as you watch the show, like about how scared we are, how human we are, um, which I think is like really interesting that they're going through all of these emotions in the very last issue. Um, and then from here, yeah. um, he asked Venus to get out of here for her to teleport the, cr- the group out because she can't. Um, she's barely holding her body together as it is. Um, and like they have, well, she, she can't at this point, she just, if she took a uh, dead girl with her, like her body would disintegrate oh, yeah. inside her and kill her, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. She, she's still okay. And they're, they could leave at this point with dead girl, but you know, they've, even though they've been kind of goofy, ironic 
postmodern funsters, you know, they have enough connection where uh, anarchists like we, you know, we came in together, we go out together. Yeah. Like we have to do this. Um, they get attacked and we cut to, you know, the missiles and Guy Smith for all it looks like got hit by a missile in the chest. He has a huge hole in his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like in his head that he's narrated like the taste of champagne, how it hits you in the stomach and then the head, like it's love. Um, and like, he's, he's remembering back to the ecstatics farewell party, um, where they are actually, he's getting approached by like a business dude of like, Hey, like you could take care of this. It's easy money. It's a lot of money. Um, like you could just go knock this out as your final thing. And this is the ecstatics farewell party. Like, and it's got a bunch of superheroes Mm -hmm. in it. Like all of the Avengers are there. Fantastic four is there. Um, it looks like Cyclops is in the background. Daredevil is there. Like just a bunch of people to come hang out with ecstatics. Yeah. Uh, I like how Tony Stark is wa- uh, walking the Invisible Woman while Reed Richards is just off to the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in front of Namor. <laughs> Scandal. Scandal. Susan, what's um, wrong with you? The uh, he's basically making you know the the rich guy is making he says like one last payday, mm-hmm. and Anarchist is the only person who has a sense. He's like, you know, isn't that what punch drunk fighters say right before they step into the ring and lose whatever brains they have left? You know, uh. Mr. Sensor's like, no, I mean, we're still really good at this and this is a lucrative job. And Anarchist raises the point, like, what is it? You can't, why can't you let this go? You know, now this is ending, you don't know how to be. Um, and Guy has this stomach pain uh, here, this incredibly sharp pain in his stomach, um, which he attributes to bad shrimp, but we're going to later find is, is a premonition. Yeah. You know, a bad feeling of this. Because as we turn the page, like, he's holding his stomach and he's, like, laying on the ground in almost the exact same position that he is in the future where he's got this huge mortal wound in his in his chest and his stomach. Um, and she, he's asking in, in the future as he's injured, he's asking for Venus, and Venus is gone. She is, like, just passed out or possibly dead. We don't know just yet. Um, but archivist, archivist, Jesus Christ, that's the worst one yet. Gary. <laughs> archivist, <laughs> where did that come a very from? Very different kind of superhero. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the guy that we know and love. The dude named Tyke is going to name himself the archivist. What are you talking about? The ar- God, I love the archivist. <laughs> it's, it's very much a Venture Brothers thing, right? Like you could just see him, like immediately, <laughs> in that style. Um, the anarchist uses his acid sweat to to basically like seal guy's wound up, so he's not going to bleed out. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like it's just it's just the two of them at this point. Um, we cut back to to Venus using her power on his stomach to make him feel better, you know, back in the past. Um, and he's saying, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't go on this uh this mission. And she's saying, like, you know, they're offering us so much money, like, you know, when we go out and start a new life kind of together romantically, people like us, we need to be really loaded just to feel normal. You know, it's not enough to be rich, like we have to keep moving on. You know, we've done the hard part. We fought the Avengers. We fought a pop star who looked like Lady Diana with a wig. <laughs> uh, you know, um, what, you know, we have to do this before we can walk away. And he's saying, like, is that possible? Can we walk away from this? Like, Zeitgeist couldn't, Edie couldn't do it. You know, this, that doesn't work for us. And she says, we're special. We're the ones who are going to break the mold. Um, we can, we can walk away. Now let's get out of here. And uh, Guy very tragically says, you know, she says, oh, he says, let's get out of here. She says, the party's still going. And he says, there'll be other parties. Yeah. Uh, which there will not. And as they go home, they they summon the other members of Ecstatics. Uh, Dead Girl and the Archivist is uh, <laughs> are driving around uh, when they mm-hmm. get the call. Uh, 
Miles is with um, his new boyfriend, which I don't think we know. Like, it's just a guy that he's hanging out with uh, when he gets the page. And it's like, nope, this is my last one, I promise. Here, you can even keep my, like, emergency watch uh, that tells you that I'll come back for it, I guess, is the thing there. Like, that's this is really and truly my last call for these people. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, the anarchist, when he's driving in with Dead Girl, uh, Dead Girl is sick. You know, she's trying to like she. He's saying, "Hey, let's just not do this mission. Let you should call in sick." And she's like, "I can't call in sick. I'm fucking dead." You know, uh, but she looks bad. Yeah, her cheeks are really uh, sunken and everything. Um, they get to the Extax Theater where they talk about the mission. You know, it's a mansion overrun by armed gunmen. This is you know this should be easy. Um, Vivisector raises the point like, "Why do we do this? Why not the cops?" And uh, he says, "You know, they're rich, so they want the best." Um, the, uh, anarchist points out, he's like, Hey, you know, this is a couple of years ago. I sat in this exact same seat and listened to the coach and zeitgeist say the same thing. You know, it's going to be a walk in the park, but later it was just me and Edie and Mr. Sensitive or me and Edie who survived. Um, everyone else died. Yeah. You know, hearkening back to the first issue. And again, just like why, right? Like they don't have to do this. They're already disbanding the team. Like, why are we even bothering with this? Um, and Venus Tamalo makes a point of like, Hey, maybe this will be therapeutic. Um, like, you know, we could, could do that. And he's like, and the anarchist is like, but like, even if it's therapeutic, like, why are we doing it just for money? Like, are we just super villains now? Like why? Like there's no, yeah. there's no hero stuff in this whatsoever. There's just, just rich people who don't want to rely on the government. Like, what is the deal? Um, and guy interprets this as like, does he know something? Does he know this is going to go bad? Right. Um, or is he just being like argumentative as he always is? Um, and then we cut to the future where the anarchist is just like mowing down people with the sweat and keeping like the building from falling on them, keeping shots and explosions from happening, like protecting him and guy with using his sweat, but he's running out of his power, right? Like there's only so much sweat to go around. Man, the more you talk about sweat, yeah. the grosser it gets, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't really put together that his power is really gross, but him sweating into that wound to close it. It's pretty oof, nasty. Oof, oof. Um, you know, in the South, in, really, in that's the, common, though. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're in a comic store, you should sweat on another man's shoulder just to let him know you like him. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, He's confronting him, you know, in the, in the back in the in the current times. Mr. Sensen confronting him is like, hey, did you know anything about it? He's like, no, I didn't know anything. Dead girl was sick and didn't want to say anything. I was trying to cover for her. You know, like if I if I could convince us not to go on this thing, she would have been able to stay home. Yeah. Um, he says, well, you should have said something. He's like, yeah, she would have killed me, you know? Um, and they're both kind of regretting that they went into this. Like they both had a bad feeling about it and they went into it anyway. Yep. So trust your, uh, trust your instincts. Um, as they're, as, as this conversation is happening, they're like, you know, guy is holding his, his wound chest. Um, and they're, you know, getting shot at this entire time. And, um, as he like flies over to, to knock down a couple of dudes, like he tears open his wound. Um, and they're looking for Venus and they look over to where she was and there's just like a stain there, but luckily she's not just a stain. She is still alive. Um, and she's, she, but now she's like, you know, she's like, you know, I I know I look awful. Stop staring at me. He's and guys like, you look beautiful as always. Um, and he's like, get us out of here. And he's like, I can't, like, I can barely hold myself together. I got a little ahead of myself earlier. So sorry about that. Yeah. Um, She got shot by a missile. Yeah. 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 Sad. And like, um, the, uh, or go ahead. In the middle of all of this, uh, like they get like a missile explosion from the helicopter that opens up the wall or the roof of this place, and they see like six or seven attack helicopters coming after them. Yep. Uh, and she says, "You know, I may not have the the power to teleport us away from here, but I can probably take care of those those helicopters." Yeah. 
you know? Um, and you know, the, the, everyone's on their last legs. Like this is fucking dire. They're trying, Guy Smith's trying to stop her from suiciding. And she's, she's like, no, you know, if I don't come back, it's been really sweet. You know, um, at least you didn't see me go topless, uh, which we'll, we'll find out what that means later. Yep. Uh, at this point. And, uh, he tries to stop her, tries to command her to stop, but he can't. And she takes out the helicopters and maybe dies, presumably dies. It is hard to tell. Yeah. But sacrifices herself in some way to, to save the rest of them. Um, and, uh, like they, they don't know where she is, but there's still like a, a bunch of people on the way, even though the helicopters are there. So guy grabs Tyke and f- literally flies them out of there, uh, because Tyke is running out of sweat again. And then he, and guys on his last legs, like this is causing him an incredible amount of pain. It can impact it probably could be killing him to be able to fly out of there, but he does get the two of them out. Um, and back over to where Vivisector and Dupe are lying on the ground. Um, also looking very yeah. dead. Yes. Uh, we later find out that Vivisector is not dead uh, in the uh, in the future, um, in the relaunch. Um, and Dupe also shows up in Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. So, um, basically, they're just saying, like, this, this is really horrible. I love this, like, really little meta bit where uh, Anarcha says, like, who the hell are these people? And Guy Smith says, like, does it matter? did it ever really matter? You know, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's not, you know, this comic is not as plotty as that, where Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, figuring out who Mr. Code is or figuring out these, like these puzzle box plots. It's just about them having this exclamation point at the end of their, their run because they've completed the idea. Exactly. You know, this is, Ecstatics has run its course. Um, And they, they're talking about the ending. They're saying like, you know, I don't want to end like, you know, in a hole, like hiding, you know, let's, let's go out like heroes. Let's go out like, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid, you know, let's, uh, at, at our prime, we can just kind of give them as good as we can. And they, they bust out and they just get fucking mowed down. That's it. Yeah. They both get just um, murdered. Um, yeah. And then we go back in time to where they're at their little staging operation. Um, and discussing like what they're going to do on this. Um, and you know, Venus de Milo makes the joke of like, you can't believe how much he have earned offered just to show me topless. Um, and dead girl is like, he, he offered me a full million to go fully front for frontal until he saw what that was for me, which I think is actually a pretty good joke. Um, yeah. And like, it's just a very like casual conversation. Like, okay, like this is what we're, we're just kind of, you know, laughing and joking as we gear up to go to what's going to be their last mission ever. Yeah, it's very sad. Like Miles, you know, just, you know, can you guys fight when we get back? I've got to finish an article in the New Yorker about surviving superhero team breakups. Uh, just very on the nose. Uh, and they say, the, I, like, I love the way this ends. You know, he's like, okay, let's do our last payday. They teleport out and the final uh, page is a full page spread of the, uh, the theater, uh, except it is empty and it shows the, uh, the exit sign now. Um, they are gone. And that's it. Um, and that is the, that's the end of the, the first round of ecstatics. Um, you know, a, a book that is mostly to be funny, but takes its characters very seriously in a way that I really appreciate. You know, when you, you told me that this was one of your favorite books when we were kind of gearing up and you mm-hmm. told me that before, like just in talking about X-Men stuff. Um, but even with your description, I really didn't know what to expect out of it. Uh, so getting into it and really coming to love the characters, but also love the way that they don't necessarily treat these characters as like godlike or immortal or anything like that that Mm -hmm. was the real the real thing that worked for me in all of this is like yeah we're going to create these characters we're going to make you like them and we're going to make them vulnerable both emotionally and physically 
and in surprising ways. And we're going to like kind of take you through that journey because we don't need to have a Cyclops at the end of this. We don't have to have a storm at the end of this. Like we, we created Mr. Sensitive. He can just die at the end of this when we're done with him. Um, yeah. And it's so refreshing to get that from like mainstream superhero comics, even though I know this isn't quote unquote like mainstream, but it's still fucking Marvel. Right. Like well, it was, it has the X name on yeah. it. It was like way more mainstream than, you know, a lot of things. So like, all of that stuff working and when it does work like it works really really well i think it has some clunky parts here and there but like everything does so i am really yeah. really happy that we read and kind of were able to discuss this all the way through because it was so much fun yeah it's it's there's not really comic there are comics that are this good but there aren't any other comics like this you know i i don't know even going outside of mainstream marvel stuff i don't know anything that feels like this like there's like next wave and stuff. There are things that are funny, but this specific combination of like goofy awareness and heart is something that I think is actually pretty special, you know, and, and I would love to have more of this. Like I would love to, to have this be a thing that I can point to, you know, other, not even just comics, like other works that have this kind of feeling yeah. to them. And it's like pretty tricky, you know, uh, the, it's, it's hard to find a direct comparison. Like it does feel very, uh, very special. It feels very unique because you know? it's it's it is you know spandex clad superheroes fighting other superheroes, um, but like it's it has a lot of heart behind that. Like it has a lot of heart yeah. behind that. It's just really really interesting and fascinating. And like we kept saying it, like the way that it takes on like just very briefly like race issues or class issues or like even the stuff that we just talked about with the wars in Africa, even though it was based on a fake country, like all that stuff like feels a little bit more real that we don't necessarily get from from marvel it feels like a much more honest take or much more empathetic take on some of those some of those things so yeah yeah absolutely like it is uh you know it takes those issues seriously and not least of which like we didn't talk about it as much because it is you know kind of an old uh standby you know um but as far in terms of like being about fame you know or celebrity like that's something that is uh, we get a lot of work that kind of parodies that or you know takes the piss out of it um, now, but early on in this medium that was kind of new to me. You know, absolutely the idea of you know really uh, drawing a line under kind of reality TV culture and very shallow image obsessed yeah culture. Um, taking a superhero comic to do that is a really nice mashup. Yeah, um, unexpected. And like making making the idea of a super te- superhero team like something that it totally wasn't before this, which was like, oh no no we we I mean we want to do all of that stuff, but we're mostly here for the fame and the money and everything. Like making making the characters, quote unquote, shallow or have shallow ambitions, but also have the depth that they need to be characters is something that I don't know that really any comic book has has taken on since. Like it's really really good, um, especially yeah. like you know from the big two. So, yep, uh, very very good. One of my favorite comics of all time. Yep. So, oh. um, yeah. Will uh, X Men number one stand up as well? <laughs> time will tell. We'll see. Can can a fifty year old comic uh, really won't. stand up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, the uh, the the Bronze Age of comics or the Golden Age of comics is actually pretty lousy. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of it doesn't seem so gold to me. Um, got him. Thanks everybody for Angry Gary. Got him <laughs> coming out. <laughs> hey, Stan Lee, suck my dick um the so, i'll give you a marvel uh, prize thanks everybody. <laughs> or, yeah, uh, i'll give you a no prize. no prize that's what i'm looking for 
the um we uh, uh appreciate everybody coming with us on this journey um it was really cool to hear people who did not know this series giving it a shot you know because we were covering it because i like the idea of people checking out this comic that needs more attention me too yeah um yeah and uh yeah thanks everybody else uh we will be doing you know some we're kind of taking a little break to do some shorter stuff and then we'll be back into another long-running thing mm-hmm. um get in your responses to ecstatics uh, for us as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode you know people are listening to these in a big clump on patreon so we don't have to do the whole thing but uh go back to the beginning of the episode if you want to hear how to do that yeah and uh, we would appreciate. And um, if you do want to suggest stuff, we'll probably have already decided. But if you've got something that you think is really interesting and it's not just like Astonishing X-Men that we would should cover, it's like an overlooked, even like a four, two or three or four issue arc or whatever, like hit us up. Let us know. We'll, we'll always take your suggestions mm-hmm. and stride. So, um, yeah. yeah, we have no plans to end the show. So even if we end up doing another like 40 comic run. We'll still be looking for things after that as well. Exactly. Yeah. We got so, a lot of comics to get through before we just yeah. start doing MCU stuff in order. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. thanks everybody. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. See, you, see you soon. Yeah. Take care.